All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first. Listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and participate in the conversation by commenting down below and upvoting the video itself. We're here with John Garcia um, after the Under Armour game. So we'll do a nice little wrap-up on that, John. Sounds good, my friend. How you been? I'm doing doing pretty well. It was, it was nice to meet you over, over in Orlando, man. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, great, great to see you as well. Busy times as, as always this time of year. But man, you know, the the two Ole Miss signees really came in and, and held their own. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I had so much fun at the Under Armour game. I, I think I'm gonna go back next year, whether or not there's an Ole Miss player in the game or not. I, I just genuinely enjoyed it. 100%. Yeah, it's it's one of those great competitive environments. Uh, you get to learn more about the kids from a human perspective, which is always important, right? We, we get so locked in on what can they do? What do they do so well? Um, you know, almost uh, dehumanizing to a degree, but always good to see the kids and their personality, especially with recruiting behind them. There's an ease to how they navigate uh, that week because they don't have to deal with, for the most part, hey, you know, where are you going for college? All that stuff is, is behind them, especially with uh, with Perkins and Williams. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, Santarian Perkins, he was the hyped player for Ole Miss going into this week. How did he do? Oh, he did great. Uh, he he really flashes, man. It's just you don't have to be looking for Santarian Perkins to notice him making plays on the field. I thought in coverage relative to his size, bigger kid, right? 6'3", 215, 220. Uh, he held his own against smaller, faster, shiftier running backs and tight ends. But really where he shines brightest is, of course, you know, 11 on 11. When it's when it's a real game simulation, that's where number 10 really kind of jumps off the screen or in person, you know, jumps off the field there for you. He recognizes so well and the explosiveness that he utilizes when he triggers, when he knows where he's going, is really second to none. Uh, and, and among these fellow, you know, All-Americans, everyone's good, right? Everyone's good at this mm -hmm. event. And he still finds a way to stand out. There were a bunch of screens and swing passes and outside plays to where he is just flashing and getting there before everybody else, including defensive backs in some cases. And then obviously coming downhill, working against the run. That's something that we saw him do so much there at, at Raleigh High School uh, in route to that state championship. We saw it again, Alabama, Mississippi All-Star Week. Uh, he, he really has capitalized on a great banner about as ideal as it could have gotten senior season and postseason. So yeah, Perkins, I think cemented his status as not only the highest ranked Ole Miss signee, but a guy who's, you know, you, you're going to be hard pressed to find him outside of that. I think the top 50, no matter how you rate or rank players nationally, whether you're us at SI or 24 seven or ESPN rivals, whoever it is, I don't envision how you could have this kid outside uh, of your top group of players. He's that good right now. And his frame and athleticism tells us there's still room for him to improve to a large degree. Uh, so I think you bet on his ceiling just as much as you'd like his floor. Yeah, seriously. And everybody's going to talk about Centarian and what he could bring. But the early part of the Under Armour practices, you could really see the skill players flash a little bit more. So Aiden Williams kind of caught my eye. And his hands were as good as anybody out there on Team Phantom. And he, he is just really a smooth player. Polished, right? Yeah, just the, the floor here is is extremely high with Aiden Williams. He's got the size. He's got the polished ability to run routes, put great concepts together. You mentioned the hands 
already and and the speed at his size i mean he you, you think about aj brown coming out a couple years ago and you look at aiden williams there's not a huge difference at the high school level from a size standpoint but but what's crazy is that williams appears a little bit more polished now again aj is his own level of freak that developed into that to a high degree and he's still doing it on sundays so i don't want to put two lofty comparisons on Aiden Williams, but again, the floor, the polish here is just as steady as it gets at a legitimate six, two plus uh, about 195 pounds right now. Again, just not the type of size that we typically see going into the, the college level. So I think he's ready to go right now for Ole Miss or really wherever uh, he, he could have potentially signed. I think that's about the biggest compliment we can give Aiden Williams. So those two, not only held their own all week and made plays all week, I think they they satisfied and, and cemented their status as probably the two best Ole Miss signees in this class. Yeah, absolutely. And and in the Armor All Under Armour All American game, the one target that Aiden Williams had was against Carmani McLean, and Aiden yeah. Williams absolutely cooked him. I mean, he was a yeah. bad pass away from a walk in. Um, yeah, yeah, bit, bit of a double move, and that's where Aiden mm. really excels, right at the top of the route. It's one thing to be the fastest guy, the biggest guy at the catch point, the strongest guy, but when you win at the top of the route, now you're talking about the homework, the technical work, the stuff that you do behind the scenes to win uh, against the unanimous number one corner in the country in any capacity is a big deal, uh, and especially when you're doing it at the top of the route. That means technically you're better. And I think that's where Aiden Williams really excels, that, that route running in particular. Size is great, speed is great, hands are great, but the route running ability is really what separates Aiden Williams as, as kind of not only a can't-miss prospect, but a guy who's going to see the field early in Oxford. Yeah, absolutely. Now let's turn our attention to 2024. Ole Miss has two commitments so far in the 2024 class. The first one is a quarterback. We we talked about Marcel Reed for 2023 all year, so I imagine we're going to do the same with Damon Williams. He's out of Bash out of Arizona. He is a quarterback that is of stature that uh, now stature of a Bryce Young. Uh, but uh, interesting interesting player. Yeah, I mean you could argue he's a better athlete than Bryce. A lot of similarities in terms of their ability to move laterally, both in the pocket and outside the pocket. There is no issue with Williams making plays with his legs again not always to run although he certainly can run but to set up the pass i think in that regard there are some similarities with with those two west coast natives but it's the arm for me i mean when he sticks his foot in the ground and fires it there is a lot of juice coming behind the football that will probably remind you a little bit more of a matt corral type gunslinger mentality that then a bryce young both can work obviously at a very high level uh, but when you think of the old misfit that's where you get even more excited about Williams the more that you actually watch him. And then on top of that, the experience is really critical here, in my opinion. Great ball is played in Arizona, especially at the quarterback position. This is a kid who started since he was a freshman. So you're talking 8,000 yards, 80-something touchdowns already to his name before he begins that, that always pivotal senior season. So uh, there's a lot of experience, athleticism, and pure arm talent on display some of the stuff that that he puts together off script is is kind of mesmerizing. You know, I think he's he's going to give you some ooh ah moments on both ends of the spectrum. I think you know, but look, one interception as a junior, so it's not like he's reckless with that 
amazing skill set of athleticism and arm strength, he is still careful and calculated with the ball. So his arm suggests he could be a gunslinger type, but his production suggests that he's actually more of a very efficient and playmaking productive quarterback. So uh, hard not to like this get for Ole Miss. We, we, like you said, we talked about Reed all cycle. He flipped to AM at the very end. So there's, there's an onus now to really hit in this class of 2024 from the high school ranks, because it's not something we've seen Lane Kiffin do in quite some time, which is kind of surprising the more you think about it. So uh, that's, it ups the importance of landing a 2024 QB early in the cycle and trying to maintain him now throughout the rest of the, the 2024 recruiting cycle. But, um, you know, just critical, critical for Ole Miss to, to hit on this position and build early a bigger, better class than they were able to put together in 23. Yeah, and I don't know if you know this or not, but but is Damon Williams the type of quarterback that has, for lack of a better word, coattails? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's he's got he's got a cachet next to his name. He's a guy who uh, is well known. Again, you can't be a, a productive starter as a high school freshman at quarterback and build upon it every year like he has without uh, grabbing some additional attention. So I do think he's a galvanizing force for other players to con- consider as they look at the Ole Miss Rebels, particularly on offense. I think he's a guy who you th- start thinking about wide receivers and running backs in that class, and you feel better uh, about that trajectory with a guy like this on board. Uh, he's extremely positive. He's a vocal player. He's a leader. I think he's a guy who can galvanize the recruiting class, both publicly and privately. Marcel Reed was more private in those efforts. I think Damon Williams will be more public in some of those old Miss recruiting efforts. And that's just as important in a lot of respects. So I do think he's critical on and off the field for, for this class of 24. All right. And one more on him is as he goes through the camp circuit and all that, that's about to kick off. Do you think this is a type quarterback that maybe we'll see in the elite 11 finals? I do. You know, this is a guy who the elite 11 circuit is built to make players uncomfortable. And a lot of that efforting has to do with the footwork and the athleticism, the ability to push you outside of the pocket and outside of comfort zones where when you play seven on seven, you're just kind of sitting there dotting everybody up. They want to push you out of those zones. So naturally those dual threat quarterbacks who are legitimate passers have the best advantages in those scenarios. So I think that's where you'll see a huge uh, a huge step forward for Damon Williams. I mean, you think of the players that the Elite 11 staff have selected as their MVP the last couple of years. It's Jackson Arnold, dual threat quarterback, Caleb Williams, dual threat quarterback, guys like that who can really move and display arm, ta- arm talent simultaneously that really galvanize th- that circuit. So, yeah, I, I think because of that, desire to make you uncomfortable and make you move i think that plays right into demon williams's strengths and yeah i think we'll see him make a push uh during this offseason which is always the most critical for quarterbacks right between junior and senior year we're, we're going to hear a lot about him and, and i think he has a chance in what's shaping up to be a strong quarterback year once again to be a top 10 guy and that's about as, as good as you could have asked for from an old miss perspective Yes, and John Garcia is brought he, he brought to you like he is always by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team 
faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. John, let's move on to um, Jordan Lockhart, who has a brother that is on the team at Ole Miss. Jordan has been a commit for almost a year. Um, I, I'm not sure about the high school. I think he's Bosco. He is Bosco, um, yeah. Uh, and so there's there's history there. There's players that come out of there all the time. Talk about him a little bit of as a player. Oh, just explosive. Uh, a guy who might not have the complete skill set as a Centurion Perkins, but early on, again, just a class of 24 guy, you see the flashes. Uh, first of all, to see the field at St. John Bosco is a big deal. This is quite literally the number one high school program in the country. I think they just won the mythical national championship. You know, they beat modern day again. Uh, so this is that program, not only on the West coast, but really nationally. And for a large portion of this season in particular, they won with defense. So Jordan was a big part of that at the second level. He played inside, he played outside on the edge, and he just works incredibly well coming downhill. He's a seek and destroy type of player, whether it's rushing the passer or, or coming downhill on a running back target. And, and when he gets there, that's where you say, uh-oh, because he's got this explosiveness in short area quickness that really uh, helps the ball carrier move in the other direction. So I, I think that's where, combined with his effort, he really shines. So now when the technical stuff starts to come together and he's dropped into coverage, he's played those underneath zones relatively well from a read and recognize standpoint. But when it all comes together from a technical standpoint, I do think he could be a potential three down linebacker type. Uh, and the frame is great too. You know, I probably should have started there legitimately six, two, six, three, well over 210 pounds at this point. So he could project a little bit bigger than Perkins by the time he actually gets to Ole Miss. So that could be fascinating for his position projection and that potential, depending on how big he gets. Could he grow into an edge? Could he grow into that type of player that plays closer to the line of scrimmage full-time? Certainly seems like a possibility, but even if he doesn't, he's got some two-way ability moving forward and backward there at the second level, and he's going to get even more experience, obviously, within that great St. John Bosco scheme as a senior in 2023. Yeah, now that you brought it, brought that up, um, at practice I did notice with them moving Suntarian around to where he played actually some Mike, he played some Sam, he played some Will linebacker. Them moving that versatility is going to help him out as he goes to Ole Miss. Is Lockhart does he have that same three position type um, ability, or is he more of a Mike and a Sam? I think he's probably more of a Mike and a Sam. You know, he's dropped into coverage uh, considerably to this point. But again, underclassman, now a junior, as he gets bigger, I think he could potentially play his way uh, out of those positions. And he's, again, he's so strong coming downhill. Perkins, you can kind of just say, hey, go do this. And he does it well, regardless of what that ask is. I think with Lockhart, there's so much more strength working downhill. So that will probably end up relegating him at the linebacker spot to the middle or that Sam, that strong side position. Or again, I, I could easily see him growing into an edge, full-time edge, when all is said and done, because those players are more hybrids now, right? They're a little bit smaller, a little bit shiftier than they once were in, in the four, three days of, of yesteryear. So I do think that's a possibility uh, as well. So there is still versatility with Lockhart, but comparing him to Perkins is, is a little tough from that perspective, because Perkins just has so much two-way ability, instincts, and athleticism that enables him to play anywhere at that second level. All right. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today. 
From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available in this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. John, thank you so much for your time. Um, as this 24 cycle gets going, I mean, we'll just start doing it again, right? <laughs> Sounds good, my friend. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care.